Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. All right, welcome in. Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs postgame show. Patrick Allen here with you. Going to be joined by the crew shortly. Matt Verram of Sports Illustrated is going to be joining me in just a little bit. Uh, man's working. It's an NFL Sunday, but he's going to be here. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Exhale, deep breaths, exhale. I'm sure you're all feeling a little bit better. I mean, if you're not, you should be. A lot of frustrating stuff in that game, but tons of and tons of things that you should be really excited about. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Let's get a bunch of Chiefs fans in here for our first victory party of the year. I am so jacked up about this game. I've got a lot to say about it. Look, man, Chiefs win 17-9 to over the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that could be vying for the number one seed with them, a team that's predicted to win its division, that's a playoff team. That's two playoff teams the Chiefs have played to start the season, the Lions look good again this week. I don't know if they want to catch the final score of that one. Might still be going on. But um, they were moving the ball, put up a lot of points, a lot more points than they did when they played this Kansas City Chiefs defense. And that's where I want to start. We'll get to all the bad, the sluggish offense, the tackle play, the penalties, all that stuff. But your Kansas City Chiefs defense is legit. It might be a top five defense. These are two very good offenses the Chiefs have gone up against to start the season. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is giving up an average of 11.5 points per game. Small sample size, but I'm going to say it again. The Kansas City Chiefs defense is giving up an average of 11.5 points per game. That's impressive, but it's especially impressive when you consider the realities of this particular game. They were on the road. They got Chris Jones back, huge positive, but he didn't even come to training camp. Didn't matter. The Chiefs were all over this Jaguars team. The Jaguars got only 271 total yards of offense in this game. They only turned the ball over once. The Chiefs turned the ball over three times. Three times. How many games in NFL history? Somebody maybe can Google this for me. How many games in NFL history has a team turned the ball over three times and not giving up a single touchdown in the game. I mean, it's absolutely flabbergasting. It's incredible. The Chiefs, and by the end of the game, you know, you could see that the fatigue was setting in a little bit with these guys. It was over 100 degrees there in Jacksonville. Um, the, I don't know if it was the actual temperature. The feels like temperature, but it was friggin' hot. It was humid, sticky. And they were out there a lot because of the turnovers. The Chiefs in this game actually ended up by the end winning the possession battle, but it was close, 31 minutes to 28 minutes. But three turnovers from the Chiefs offense, and you don't give up a touchdown? Including one of those turnovers was a fumbled punt that the Chiefs muffed the punt. Richie James, sun got in his eyes, had no idea where the ball was at the last second, lost it, didn't matter. This Chiefs defense was absolutely sensational. And the reason why you should be excited after a game as, as frustrating as this, look, we've got high expectations. We're Chiefs fans, right? The offense, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, they should just be bang, bang, bang. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. 
They got a lot of new guys. They're rotating people in. The new tackles. They just haven't found their groove yet. Started to see some signs of life there. But this defense was all over a very good Jacksonville offense. Nick Bolton led the team with tackles with eight. Legereus Sneed had a tackle for a loss, defended two passes. The, the coverage was good. The Chiefs were in the red zone. The, the, the Jaguars were in the red zone. I'm going to pull up these stats for you. 0 for 3 in the red zone for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, just, just terrific. What about the run defense? Let's pull that up. The Jaguars rushed for 74 yards in this game. 74 yards. They only averaged 4.1 yards per carry, and that's really only because Trevor Lawrence had an 18-yard run there towards the end of the game. He had five carries for 26 yards. Travis Etienne, their star back, very good, ran very well last week. 12 carries for 40 yards, 3.3 average. That's it. Then Lawrence and Dearness Johnson got in there and had an eight-yard run. Um, the Chiefs, Calvin Ridley, talk of the town. He's back fantastic last week. How did he do? Let's take a look. Two catches for 32 yards. That's it. That's it. Christian Kirk had himself a day, 11 receptions, 110 yards on 14 targets. Ridley was only targeted eight times. See, this is what you want if you're the Chiefs in this situation. You're, you want to take Calvin Ridley away. You want to say, okay, okay, fine. Yeah, beat us with Christian Kirk. Beat us with Zay Jones. Zay Jones, by the way, six targets, zero receptions. Goose egg for Zay Jones, who was also very good last week, had an incredible touchdown catch for the Jaguars. So on the positives of this, the Kansas City Chiefs defense on the road, in the heat, second game of the season, nine points. They afforded, I, I'll be honest with you, I said at halftime the Chiefs offense needed to pick it up because this, this Jag, you know, the Chiefs defense was, was going to get tired. And it just, they managed to hold it together and keep the Chiefs in this game. You should be really excited. We can break down some of the individual defensive performances as well on this one. Um, how about George Karloftis in this game? Stepping up big, four tackles, one and a half sacks, tackle for a loss, hit the quarterback twice. The Chiefs hit Lawrence seven times in this game. They were harassing him all the time. And it wasn't just because they were blitzing a lot. This was the big question mark coming into the season. Well, what about the Chiefs pass rush? What about the Chiefs pass rush? They did a really nice job defensively last week against a very good Detroit Lions team. And in this game, with Chris Jones being back, who, by the way, one and a half sack, defended a pass, hit Lawrence twice, didn't look like he was too rusty. Four sacks in this game for the Chiefs. Four, sack, uh, four tackles for a loss, six passes defended, and seven quarterback hits. They're, they're, they are sensational right now. And look, defense is really hard to play in the NFL. They're not going <laughs> to hold teams to 11 points every week or an average of 11 points probably throughout the course of the year. But, I mean, the Chiefs, like, think about this. For as putrid as the Chiefs were on offense for most of this game, the turnovers, the penalties, 399 yards of total offense for the Chiefs, 271 for the Jaguars. 271 yards. That's it. 0 for 2 on fourth down. 3 for 12 on third down. Uh, you know, the, the, the Chiefs were the Chiefs were bad on third down too. 4 for 13. That, like this was, I think this was one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen from a Kansas City Chiefs defense. I, specifically because of the circumstances. The, the Chiefs, terrible on offense, terrible on third down, turning the ball over. D it didn't matter. The penalties for the Chiefs in this game, 12 penalties for 94 yards. So I'm just going to set the table here like one more time for you. The Chiefs turned the ball over three times, including a muffed punt. They had 12 penalties for 94 yards. They were 4 of 13 on third down. And they didn't give up a touchdown to a Jaguars offense with, with Trevor Lawrence, who's incredible, to a really talented receiving group, to a very talented running back. Like, that is, you want to hang your hat on something? And I said this at halftime. The offense will figure it out. 
And I I guarantee you when Verderam gets here, that's exactly what he's going to say. The offense will figure it out. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. They're not going to play this poorly all year long. They will figure it out. They will find a groove. Um, Shout out to Derek Watson for the super chat. Uh, If the offense can get in sync, we're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. You think? If the Chiefs defense plays like this all year, you if you're interested, you might still want to start looking at hotel rooms in Vegas in February because th- these guys were all and, and this is we've been talking about this for the last couple of years about the investment that that Brett Veach has been putting into the defensive side of the ball. Nick Bolton, Leo Chanel was incredible today, all over the place, making heady plays. These these young DBs that they took last year, Cook and Watts, like this is. It's all coming together. George Karloftis. Well, what if George Karloftis? They need George Karloftis to take the step forward this year. He does. Chris Jones is still Chris Jones. Charles Amenehue, who might have been one of the best defensive additions of the offseason, isn't going to be here for six games. Imagine what happens if he shows up. FAU, getting after it right out of the gate. And this defense is good enough in coverage to allow FAU room to grow. He's got room to just kind of come in and worry about rushing the passer and get some experience. Like this is, this is fantastic. This is, I think, going to be the best defense Andy Reid's ever had. It is far and away the best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever had, and that should be very, very exciting. Because despite all of the mess on offense, which we'll get to, you can see it on offense when they were when they were going no huddle. You, you can see it starting to come together. And, and another like positive towards the end of the game there was after only running the ball four times in the first half, the Chiefs started getting Isaiah Pacheco involved. 12 carries, 70 yards. He averaged 5.8 yards. Obviously, had the big ripped off the 31-yard run. And then, of course, Mahomes always also a threat on the ground with seven carries for 30 yards. You want to see him running that much, but he was there. That should be exciting to you. Kadarius Tony, bad fumble. But then he catches five balls for 35 yards. He can put that, you know, butterfinger stuff behind him, at least as far as catching the ball goes. And look, shout out to this Jacksonville Jaguars defense. As frustrating as it was to see the Chiefs bungle around on offense, this Jacksonville Jaguars defense is good. They're well coached and they play really hard. Those boys were going for the ball. If you go back and you watch the tape of this game, just watch every time a Jaguars player was tackling a Chiefs player, they were punching at the ball. So while the Chiefs obviously have to, have better ball security. Once I started really looking for it, because I was I started noticing it a couple of times. I'm like, boy, these boys are really coming for the football. They were punching the hell out of it. They're trying to create turnovers. So that's a smartly coached defense. The Chiefs have to button it up. They have to secure the ball. And then they got to figure out what they're going to do with the right tackle. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jawan Taylor was an abject disaster in this game. Just horrible. Four penalties, I think, got benched at one point. For uh, Prince Tiga Wanongo, like, look, I don't know, man. I like we've never seen extended action of Prince, but the Chiefs might want to give him a look. I know they paid a lot of money for Jawan Taylor, but they might want to they might want to give Prince a look because you can't have your offensive lineman shooting your 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 quarterback in the foot basically over and over and over and over again. And right now, that's that shaky play is a big part of what's causing issues for this offense. The, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are trying to figure some things out on offense, right? They can't afford the unforced errors. 
and 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 that many like that's just inexcusable for an NFL player. Like you just can't you can't do it. You can't do it and stay and expect to stay on the field. I don't care how many you know how much money you're getting, how big your contract is. It's not going to work. And look, the Chiefs play the Chicago Bears next week. They suck. They're awful. Other than Justin Fields being dangerous running the football, the Chicago Bears are a bad football team. Their defense has been terrible. This is the, this is the opportunity for the get right game for the Chiefs offense is next week in Chicago or uh, it's in Kansas City. It's at Arrowhead, and they need to do that because despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers is out the following week, they have to go to New York and play the Jets, and that defense is for real. So if the Chiefs want to get going in this game uh, against the uh, the New York Jets. They need to figure it out against the Chicago Bears on offense. They need to figure out their tackle. All right, let's go to the chat. What is your What are your opinions on this game as we wait for for Verderim here to get on? How, what do you Let's talk about Jawan Taylor. Should the Chiefs bench Jawan Taylor? I know it's only two games, and the Chiefs are veteran coaching staff. They're not likely to to give up on a guy, but they did take him out of the game. And it's not that his plays hor- been horrible when he's been out there, although he was getting the holding penalties. But, but the false start thing is like a. It's a technique, mental thing. And he knew this was coming. Vertoram's going to tell you when he gets here, he reported that the NFL sent out a tape to you know everybody in the NFL about where you line up on the line and, and, and starting early. And he's under the microscope. He knows coming into this game, he can't do it. And he's doing it anyway. So that's a problem. That's a problem. Jimmy says, two more weeks of practice or get Juwan Taylor right before we face the Jets. Uh, heck, we'll fix them. I mean, they're going to have to. As we bring in Matt Vertoram for Sports Illustrated, uh, just obviously a ton to talk about here, but since we're on the topic and, and you were working on this this week, Jawan Taylor, what, what are the Chiefs going to – should they bench him? No, God, no. no. You don't think so? Dollars. Well, I mean, they can't bench him. they got to work through it. I reported this uh, – in fact, we held broke it on the on the show um, along with my Twitter feed on SI.com. The, the Chiefs got a teaching tape from the league, and so did every team in the NFL, by the way, all 32 teams, which is a weekly thing. Teams get these tapes. So do the officials. This is what we're looking at. This is a point of emphasis. Maybe stuff that was missed in, in the prior week. Juwan Taylor was on that tape multiple times per source, ex- under understanding, hey, look, this is illegal formation. He did it again. And I got to tell you, I've said a lot of Chiefs fans furious in my mentions. Like, oh, he's the only one getting targeted. That's not true. Number two, I had a lot of Chiefs fans saying, well, you know, he didn't get called to this before. You're right. He got away with it before. Now it's point of emphasis. Also, also, third thing to point out here, okay, Juwan Taylor did it a lot when he didn't get called today, too. I was watching it very closely. There were a lot of plays Juwan Taylor was well off the belt of Creed Humphrey when they snapped football. Okay, now, he's not the only guy who does it, but when you play on national television all the time, you're going to get caught. Like, it's going to be – you are going to be a point of emphasis. You are going to be. When you're playing at 1 o'clock – Okay, and nobody cares outside of that one fan base. Yeah, sure, you're going to get away with more stuff. When you're on the Chiefs, when you're on the Bills, when you're on the Bengals, it's going to be a point of emphasis. That being said, no, 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 listen, you you, you just you work through it and you deal with it. I thought overall on, on just the totality of their play, I thought the line played very well. They gave up one sack in the game. Jacksonville generated four quarterback hits, and Mahomes held the ball quite a bit. So – I'm okay with the way that – now, look, you want to clean up the penalties. I mean, the penalties today, what did they have, 12? I didn't look at the box score yet. Something like that. Yeah, they were – um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't overreact to it. it new tackles, you know, it, it, it takes time to get used to playing with Mahomes. He is a lot different than most quarterbacks. You saw Jacksonville's offense today where that ball is rhythmically out, right? I mean, it is three steps. In, how many wide receiver screens did they throw today? A 10? 12? It's, that's the way they play – Taylor's going to have to get used to the way Mahomes plays. I thought the most egregious penalty in the game that the Chiefs took, and it was definitely a penalty, was on Donovan Smith when they chipped on the outside. He knew he had a chip on the outside, and he allowed, I believe it was Allen, to beat him clean on the inside and took away a big play for the Chiefs, uh, the throw to Kelsey in the first quarter. That's an awful penalty. You know you've got help. You've got to make sure he doesn't beat you to your inside. So, listen, overall, though, I thought the line was not terrible outside of the fact that, yeah, the penalties have to be cleaned up, but they can clean those up. They, Despite the fact they, they ran twice in the first half outside of Mahomes, they ran for 101 yards in the game, So and they threw for over 300. It was not a great offensive showing, and yet they actually racked up quite a few yards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I noticed many times Mahomes just now we can talk about the receivers in a minute, like who was getting open because he was standing there holding the ball, holding the ball, waiting for something to happen downfield. And it wasn't happening, but just a tremendous job, I think, on the actual pass plays when they weren't getting flagged by the Chiefs offensive line. But I wanted to ask you because we talked about it a lot at the top of the show. What do you make of this defense from the Kansas City Chiefs? Nine points, no touchdowns, despite the fact that they turned the ball over three times, had 12 penalties for like over 100 yards. I mean, they did everything they could to give the Jaguars a touchdown. They were spectacular. Their defense today, 271 yards, forced a turnover. Jacksonville combining third and fourth down, three of 14. You can't ask for more than what the Chiefs defense did today. They harassed Lawrence throughout. Uh, they sacked him, I believe it was four, four times. Sacked him four times, Carl Loftus and Jones, each with one and a half. I thought the corners were sticky in coverage. Like Kirk did a lot. He had 11 catches, 110 yards, a very nice game. Nobody else did anything. Ridley did nothing. Two catches, 32 yards. Travis Etienne did nothing in this game. He had 12 carries for 40 yards, two catches for two yards. Zay Jones was targeted six times, didn't have one catch. I thought the Chiefs, you can't ask for much more than that. I mean, listen, the Chiefs have played two really good offenses to start this year. And Detroit just hung 31 on Seattle. They lost. They hung 31 points. Those are two great offenses. It's like top eight offenses in football. The Chiefs defense has given up 23 combined points. And three of those points came on a field goal that was given to Jacksonville, right? And so I, I think they've been spectacular. Um, I think the biggest difference for me is they're getting a lot of pass rush right now without having to blitz. And some of that is the development of Carl Loftus, who looked like a beast today. Yep. Some of that is Chris Jones coming back. By the way, shout out to everybody who doesn't think they need Chris Jones. Because <laughs> Chris Jones just dominated that game by himself. Yep. And also, it's got to be said, look, Nick Bolton's an animal, man. Like, yeah. there were some plays in that game. In fact, the one play saved the touchdown, where Lawrence boots yeah. left. And Snead, I don't think, was going to get to him. And Bolton just comes out of nowhere and throws him for a three-yard loss. I mean, that's first and goal at the one that doesn't end up in the end zone, largely because of that play. So, listen, their defense usually starts slow, and then it kind of kicks up a few notches. Their defense is humming big time. And now they get the Bears and the Jets. So they they really have a shot here to get rolling early. Super impressive. Let's face it, they don't win today. They don't even come close to winning today without that defense doing what it did. No. And it's even more impressive. And I mentioned this at the top with all the turnovers and it was so hot and they were out on the, the offense wasn't working. They were yep. out there a ton. The coverage is also helping this pass rush. All yes. the investments that Brett Veach has made in this defense should have Chiefs fans really excited because the offense is going to figure it out. Like it's Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, like they're going to be, they're going to be fine. They're going to figure it out. And they maybe started to in that second half, they finally started giving the ball to Isaiah Pacheco, who is talented and, and he really, really helped them. What do you make, though, of, of the sluggishness on offense, the sloppiness? Is it just early season woes? Um, I think it's a few things. So the first game, I think, is fairly easy, right? I mean, they didn't have Kelsey, and they dropped nine passes. Like, that, I think, is pretty explainable. This game was more frustrating in a lot of ways for me. Um, I thought, you know, they, it, it just felt out of rhythm. I mean, Mahomes, a lot of times, like, just holding the ball. And, and, and listen, it's hard to say that the coaches film. I mean, maybe it was just great coverage downfield. They don't want to discredit Jacksonville. They could have done a great job down there. But Mahomes, let's be honest, he made some throws. He's lucky he didn't get picked off in this game. Yeah. I mean, there was one in particular. I, I can't remember if it was Jenkins or Cisco. Cisco had the one pick. The other one was right through his hands. I mean, right through his hands. They struggled. Um, and yet, you know, it's all relative, right? I mean, they struggled. Nobody would argue that. Mahomes went 29 of 41 for 305, two touchdowns, a pick. They ran for another 101 yards and 4.6 yards a carry. I mean, overall, they ended up with 400 yards, 399 yards of offense. Like, it certainly was not a banner day for them offensively. And yet you look at the game and go, you know, they played pretty well. They, they won. Yeah. But I think I think part of it right now, they got to figure out who their go-to guys in this team are beyond Kelsey. Yeah. It was very it was very obvious to me today. Kelsey, look, they were not going to go with him full tilt. I mean, they were kind of easing him back in. And that's probably the smart thing to do. The question I have is, who else on this team do you believe in? Now, I was extremely critical of Sky Moore after the week one loss. He, to an extent, bounced back. He led him today. I mean, what do you have? Three catches for 70 yards and a touchdown in the first half. Justin Watson, three catches, 62. He did have the fumble. Noah Gray, again, a nice supporting role, three and 38. And, and Tony, you feel good about five and 35. Like, it's not a huge day, but it's a bounce back. He caught every target at him. I am a believer they got to get Rasheed Rice more involved in this, this offense. That kid is a big, fast, strong dude. Like, I want to see him involved, but I, do I think they're going to work it out? Yeah, they've got way too much talent not to work it out, and they're blocking well when they're not taking penalties. I think their offense is going to be fine. I, I, I do. I'm not worried about their offense long term. I just think right now, yeah, they got a lot of mouths to feed, and they got to figure it out. 
You know, in the first half of the game, he threw to 11 guys. You got to figure it out. You got to shorten that rotation a little bit. Yeah. And Richie James being in there and Justin, Justin Ross is active, but he doesn't play. It just, it seems like they're, the coaching staff still trying to figure it out. I see our guy Stacy saying, you know, it's a talent issue. How, how, how do they figure it out if they're not talented enough? I, I want to know what you think on this further room. I think there's plenty of talent in this wide receiver room. I just think there's not a rhythm in this I mean, wide Stacey's receiver. point is well taken. And, and you know, I, I think that it's, it's not unfair in the sense that, look, they've got to get themselves open. Now, to be fair, I thought they got open in week one for a large majority of that game. They couldn't catch a pass. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those drops, they were wide open, and they just dropped the ball, especially with Tony. Stacey's point, I will say – I think that there's there's truth in the fact that if Kelsey's not dominating, they it's a lot of like you're nibbling on the edges with this team. I also will say they won a Super Bowl and Mahomes threw for 5,200 yards like this last year. Like I don't think this is impossible. I, I thought in the first half of the game, the biggest thing they did to themselves, other than penalties and turnovers, which are obviously huge, you got to have some more balance. Like I'm not, I'm not saying run the ball 50-50. You can't run the ball twice, okay? You just cannot do that. And then they come out in the third quarter – and immediately handoff to Pacheco. And Pacheco takes off first play of the half for 31 yards. Then they run it one more time on that drive. Actually, two more times on that drive. Okay. They then immediately don't they, – they, it's like more passing, more passing, more passing. The next drive, they run one time. He ran six yards, but gets called back for Taylor on the hold. The next drive, they go out again. They throw three more times. Like it, You ran for 31 yards. And then on your next three possessions ran twice. I mean, there has to be some level because look, think about this from a defensive standpoint, right? If you're if you're Jacksonville and you're Mike Caldwell, the D coordinator, you're going, hey guys, listen, get your drops. If you're in zone, make sure you get your drops. Don't worry about having to come up and hit the running back because they're not going to run the ball. If you're a pass rusher, don't worry about them running the ball. Just get up field, push up field as hard as you can. I was talking to Mitch Schwartz on Friday for a piece separate to this option I'm doing on SI. We were just talking about a line play and different things. One of the things Mitch said I thought was really interesting, which is obvious, but it's just it's a point to note. He said, look, an offensive lineman, your biggest advantage is space. Like that grasp between you and that D lineman, you want it to be as much as you can possibly have, right? Like that is your leverage, so to speak, in a play. The defense, of course, wants as little space as possible. They want to eat up as much ground as they can in the first two snap, first two steps. When you are not threatening to run the ball, those two steps are lightening up the field because there is no reason to believe you're going to run. I think that would open it up a little bit for the Chiefs. And I think in the second half, when they actually did run a little bit, you saw them starting to get guys open. Guys were a little bit more uh, able to get some separation. I think they will figure this out. It's a lot of faces to try to put into the right place. I, I do think there's a talent issue at times at receiver, but do I think it's going to stop them? No, it didn't stop them last year. And I think this team's everybody's talented, if not more, on the outside this year. I agree. You can see it. I see the talent out there with this team. I still think that this might end up being the most talented team Patrick Mahomes has ever had. And if it comes together, I mean, they're they're Tony catching the ball, two putrid offensive performances, and they're right. a Tony catching a wide open pass away from being two and zero. By the way, shout out to Eric. Uh, Grillin for the super chat. LA lost, Cincy lost, Las Vegas lost. Love you guys. Yeah, Chiefs are back in first place in the yep. AFC West. Their biggest challenger, the is, so we think this year is going to be the Chargers. They're zero and two because they're oh, the they, Chargers. They stink. We'll and, yeah, and and the and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I know they started zero and two last year, and then they were in the AFC Championship game. But they just started zero and two with losses to Cleveland see, and Baltimore. Uh, they're zero and two. See the, the news division. at the end of that game. Uh, Burrow tweaked his calf, and they're going to see how it goes going forward. Yeah, and that was a worry. That was a concern. As soon as he got that injury, because those things linger and they come back. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Not good for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, But, hey, the Chiefs looking good here. Who do you think is going to be ultimately the one from the Chiefs receiving core who emerges? And and also, is it going to be Watson? Who's going to be the number one? I think it's going to be Tony. I still do. I Well, you know, no, I take that back. I take that back. I think if you said to me who's going to have the most receptions, I think it's Tony. If you said to me who's going to have the most yardage, MVS. MVS to me is still yeah. a guy they're going to they're going to attack teams with. And listen, I know, you know, sometimes there's this tendency to just always go, oh, my God, oh, my God, like what, what's wrong? This is a team that's been to three Super Bowls in four years. Like they didn't just start to suck overnight. Okay, I, I – I, 
And I know it's tempting to just go, oh, God, like they're one and one and the offense doesn't look good. Guys, they're, they're an ungodly amount of drop passes away from being 2-0. and And they're playing the Bears and Zach Wilson the next two weeks. And people are like, awesome. I mean, their next six games are a Bears team. I'm telling you, I've watched – well, I watched the first game of the Bears. I'll watch the second one. They are helpless offense. I mean, that team is atrocious. Okay? They get them at home. Then they get the Jets with Zach Wilson, who, by the way, after everybody was like, oh, yeah, you know, the Jets might be – the Cowboys are taking them to the woodshed right now. Then you get Minnesota, who's 0-2. By the way, is there a better game to watch next week early than Minnesota Chargers 0-2, 0-2? Anything's yeah. possible in that game. Any <laughs> any possible yeah. scenario could break out. But, yeah, your next six are the Bears, the Jets, the Vikings, the Broncos on a Thursday night at home, the Chargers, and then the Broncos again. I mean, can they not win – all six of those games, like I don't want to say easily, but like, should they win all six of those games? Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. Today was a big, 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 big game because you win today, you have the tiebreaker with Jacksonville, right? That's a big yeah. one. Cincinnati's zero yeah. two, and they're zero two in the division. That's a like look. That's a meaningful hole. And for people who say, well, yeah, well, last year they dug out of it. Yeah, if they didn't get home field, they had to go to Kansas City. Buffalo's one and one. Buffalo got beat by the Jets already. So that's a loss, right? In the conference, in the division. If you're the Chiefs, I got to tell you, the Chargers are rolling too. You're sitting there going, yeah, we're in pretty good shape. You're in really good shape, quite honestly. Like if you're the Chiefs, forget that you're one and one. Just look at it as you're a game up on the Bengals. You're a game up on the Chargers. You're, you're now, even with Jacksonville, but you have the breakers. So you're ahead of them, right? Rodgers, unfortunately, for the Jets, gets hurt, so he's out for the year. I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you don't worry about them nearly as much without Rodgers. The Steelers are at best one and one. They got blown out by by San Francisco. You're feeling great. And if you're the Chiefs, you're like, man, we haven't even played well. We missed Kelsey and Jones in one of these games. The second game, they were limited in it, and we you're sitting there one and one going home to play the Bears. You feel fantastic. Yeah, and they're going to do, I think, unspeakable things to the Chicago Bears. If that, if, if that defense plays like uh, – like it did this first two weeks, the Bears are in big, big trouble. They are not good. They have given up a million sacks to this point. And if you watch the Bears, I mean, it's just can't. The coaching's awful. Coaching is just awful. And, and not to say the talent isn't all. The talent stinks too. But like the coaching is just absolutely brutal. Yeah, I don't expect a ton of fight out of the Bears. I, I don't. Uh, maybe it's one of those games yeah. that Chiefs play ultra conservatively because they just don't want to give it to them or something. And it's like like that game against the Rams last year. Where the Chiefs win and people are like, God, that was unimpressive. Like, I could see that happening. I could also see the Chiefs win this game 52 to seven. I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> right. it's all in play. Yeah, it can be one of those. It can be, like I said earlier in the show, it can be a get right game. A couple more super chats to get to. Another super chat from Eric. Uh, also, D held a good Jacksonville offense to nine in Detroit offense that put up 31 today to 14 last week. Dare we say special with 95 back? Look, it's early. And as I mentioned, defense is hard to play in the NFL it's hard to be consistently dominant, right? On defense, you're going to have games where you give up 30. I don't care if you're the 85 bears these days, the way the rules are, it's very difficult, but you should be very, very encouraged by this performance because those are two playoff teams. The chiefs just played to start the season. Um, D Cali. And again, thank you so much for your support. Y'all in the super chats. Uh, I like, it's like the chiefs don't know what to do. When, uh, that don't have to feed Kelsey need to figure out how to incorporate other talent. It's there. Yeah. Look, I, you know, Kelsey was targeted nine times today. He should have had a touchdown catch. It was a great throw by Mahomes. Hit him in the he hands. Had one, should have it, it, yeah, he's just a little. He's a little rusty. He'll be fine. He'll be. And he he was though. He was uh, he was fired up. Kelsey is Kelsey's has got a little bit of that old that man early days yeah, swagger back. I, um, I would say this too. Like, listen, if the biggest concern that Chiefs have is a side of a ball with Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, it's probably be right. Like, I mean, I would just – like it's it's like, remember years ago – in fact, everybody should, here should remember this because it involved the Chiefs. A couple of years ago – well, a couple, about a decade ago, the the Pats got off to a 2-2 two and two start, and they got absolutely humiliated at Arrowhead on that Monday night game. It was like the Monday night massacre, yeah. right? Remember that? 41-14. Cream Hunt game, No, right? no, that was later on. That was – no, that was the – that was the season opener. I'm thinking about 2014, Monday oh, night game. Yeah. Hussein Abdullah has a pick six. I mean, the Chiefs just killed them in that game. Brady got benched at the end of the game for Garoppolo. I mean, it was, it was bonkers. And people are writing all these columns like, oh, is Brady done? What's wrong? This is, yeah, oh, they went and won the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. I, I would be yeah. far more, far more concerned if the defense was a mess and the offense was playing well. I'd be way more concerned about that. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I, you're going to tell me that their downfall this year is the side of the ball that Patrick Mahomes is on. I'll take my chances. I mean, I just, yeah. I just do not see that being a problem. I you know, and defensively, look, if they're even close to this good, they're going to kill teams. Okay, I mean, if their if their defense is like, hey, we're going to give up 14 points a game, good, good night. Because nobody is beating this team if the Chiefs are giving up 14, 15, 16 points a game. That's not going to happen. So, no, I think overall, listen, you know what? Does the offense have to figure it out? Hell yes, absolutely. Am I worried about the offense long term? No, I'm not. Yeah, and this bears repeating, and I, I said this on the halftime show. I tweeted it. In 2015, for those of you that are, are freaking out about the offense, in 2015, here were the Chiefs running backs and wide receivers. They went 11-5 and five that year with Alex Smith as quarterback. Niall Davis, Anthony Sherman, Spencer Ware, Charkandrick West. Your receivers were Jason Avant, Chris Conley, Frankie Hammond Jr., Jeremy Macklin, and Albert Wilson. You taking that group or the group the Chiefs have right now? Uh, it's a pretty easy question. Pretty easy question, right? And and if, and and you add in Patrick. Oh, just oh, you add in Patrick Mahomes. Now, of course, that team did have Travis Kelsey. But the point being, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. The Chiefs have maybe the greatest quarterback ever, and Patrick Mahomes. They have a Hall of Fame tight end. They're going to be. Oh, all I don't right. know. Uh, They're going to figure out. Alarm anybody? Uh, the Giants are down fourteen nothing to the Cardinals. Well, that should be alarming to the to the. So to the, the Giants. Giants are currently being outscored fifty-four nothing this season. Um, yeah. Yikes. I, listen, if you're, no, if you're a Chiefs good. fan, to me this is a real easy one. You are one and one. If you had to decide which one of those games you want to win, there's no question which one you'd rather have won. You are leading the division, the biggest division rival you think you'd have because the Raiders suck. I mean, I'm not even going to waste time with that, and the Broncos aren't any good either. Okay, the only team in that division is even borderline competent. You would think is the Chargers. The Chargers are now 0 and two. And they're going to play Minnesota. And I'm going to put down a nice little – I'm not really going to put down a bet, but like mentally put down a bet. The Chargers are going to lose that game. Okay, because they are the Chargers, and they're about to give up 500 passing yards to the Vikings. So I look at it and go, yeah, man, the Chiefs are in great shape. The Bengals are 0-2, and I don't know where they're going. I mean, Burrow now tweaked his calf again. They're a mess. That team's a mess at the moment. I don't care that the Bills beat the Raiders. That's fine. You should kill the Raiders. The Raiders stink. Like, fine. So if I'm if you're a Chiefs fan, I think you look at this and go: if the defense is this good, the offense is going to figure it out at some juncture here. And when that happens, they're going to go on one of their patented like eight game winning streaks, and they'll be fine. Yeah, we got a couple more super chats here. Uh, Bumpa, our guy, uh, hope that touchdown and fifty yard bomb is a sign for Sky. Look, you know, I would need to go back and look at the film. That was all Mahomes. I mean, good good job, the, good job on Sky Moore of continuing to play and finding a spot. But he was the beneficiary, like many receivers. Uh, before him of Patrick Mahomes being just an absolute wizard in the pocket and giving guys a chance to basically run a second route. But good on Sky Moore. You know what he didn't do? He didn't drop the football. (laughs) So um, we'll take that. He didn't drop the touchdown. He caught the touchdown. That's a confidence builder for him. That was a lot of pressure for him in that game last week, knowing that he was supposed to be the number one. He didn't rise to the challenge. What do you want? out of these guys. They're not always going to be perfect, but you want to see progress, particularly at this point in the season with the way the Chiefs have been playing off on offense. So what did we see? We saw some progress from Kadarius Tony, some progress from Sky Moore. Uh, Noah Gray turned into a nice little piece for the Chiefs. Uh, the fact that he's out there still making plays for them when Travis Kelsey is back, good hard running with the ball in his hand. So yeah, I'm thrilled if I'm Kansas City at this point, and I'm looking ahead to that Chicago Bears game is, this is my offensive get yeah, right games. Their offense, their defense is yeah, huge. Oh, Mahomes after the game, according to Jordan Foote, um, who of course works for uh, Arrowhead Report, said, uh, "Quote the defense." Uh, Mahomes said about the, Spagnuolo's defense. "Quote the defense won that game. If that defense plays like that, we're going to be a hard team to beat." End quote. Yeah, I mean, can't really argue about that. I, I just, again, I really would look at it like if if you're the Chiefs, what would you rather have? You know, sure, you'd, you in a perfect world, yeah, yeah, you'd love to be great on every side of the ball and you're just an absolute juggernaut. Every team has problems early in the year. I don't care who you are, okay? The Chiefs right now, at least unless I missed something, they're they're healthy. They came out of the game fine. And you look at this and go, look, I know the offense has Hall of Famers all over it. Like, they'll be okay. The defense is always a thing that typically kind of starts slow. Their defense just lights out. And if their defense is this good, they don't have a problem. Like, I, I really – would tell it's kind of like if you looked at the like the Bengals right now. Okay, let's just use them as an example. I look at the Bengals and say, I'm not worried about Burrow unless he's hurt. Now, if he's hurt, it's a whole different story, right? But as long as he's healthy, they're gonna score points. 
got a million guys in that team. They're, wait, they're just all of a sudden they forgot to play football? Like, they're going to score right. their points. My concern with the Bengals is the fact, and by the way, I laid this out. Go to the front page of SI.com and click on it. I laid it out that the Bengals have given up 4.9 yards per carry and have almost allowed 400 rushing yards in two games. That's a bigger problem. Like, if you can't stop teams and they're just pounding the ball at you, you got a problem. you got a big problem. Okay? And the Bengals just paid the two linebackers. They were good players, by the way. Like, they should be able to stop these teams. And so, um, like, if if you're a Bengals fan, I'm more worried about that than I am the fact that Burrow hasn't been particularly good as long as he's healthy. If he's if he's not healthy, they're screwed anyway. Um, but if he's healthy, yeah. you know, they'll be fine offensively. they just got to stop some teams. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're going to get another look at a, a very potent Miami Dolphins right. team tonight. Uh, that's a team to watch, especially if there's a little bit of a changing of the guard with the Bengals this season. I know we only got a couple more minutes with you, Verderam, but wanted to ask you, if you're Andy Reid and you're going into this, this week of preparation, what is your top two points of emphasis for this team? Top two points. Uh, well, yeah, one's easy. Okay. For the love of God, stop taking penalties. Because those have just – I mean, that, that could have killed them today. Do you know how rare it is? And by the way, thank you for, Richard, for dropping my uh, my Sunday column in the chat there. Please go check that out. Once you're done, of course, watching this podcast, I would appreciate it. Number one's got to be the penalties. How rare is it that you win a game when you are minus two in the turnover column and you have 12 penalties? That's got to be – I mean, that's got to be like 5% you win that game, okay? Especially when you play a good team. But I think turnover – you know, the, the first thing is limiting your own mistakes, right? Just the turnovers and penalties. That's got to be number one. That, that stuff is controllable, and it's killed them. I mean, even week one, like, it wasn't took a lot of penalties, but you have a pick six in that game. That, that changed the whole game. I was in that building, factor. That changed the entire complexion of that game. Number two, I think you've got to simplify this rotation of receivers. Like, you've got – and that's, that's not really a point of emphasis for the team as much as it is the coaching staff. you got to kind of go, all right, look, in this look, we want to go with these guys, and in this look, we want to go with these guys, right? I'm not saying you have to bench anybody, but you've got to kind of streamline – how you're utilizing these guys. There's too much of this. This guy's in, that guy's in. It's it's very hard to get into a rhythm when you're doing that. I think that if you do that, if you streamline it a little bit and you stop beating yourselves, I think you're fine. I think you're in good shape at that point. Yeah, look, I mean, after the first first half, it was feeling, you, you were you know, you're feeling a little bit grim. It was frustrating. But as you pointed out so smartly, anytime the Chiefs are having problems on a side of the ball, if that side of the ball is the offense with, Kelsey and Reed and Mahomes. You don't have a problem. You're yeah. That's it, like it will the Warriors missing some threes for a week, and people yeah. being like, I, "I don't know how worried are we about this." I'm not because they're going to hit fifty right. in the next game. Like that. There are yeah. certain things you just. It's like a power hitter in baseball. I don't care that the guy didn't hit a homer this week. He's going to hit four next week. It's just you worry about the stuff that you know might be an issue based on personnel or history or whatever. If your problem is as a Chiefs fan, the offense is a problem. You don't have a problem. It'll be fine. Yeah. All right. That was Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated. Matt, so good to have you back for a post-game show. You're going to be joining us occasionally throughout the season, both on Thursday shows and sometimes post-game shows. So uh, keep it here on Arrowhead Ad. Get more commentary from Matt Verderam. And, of course, head over to sportsillustrated.com. Read his stuff there. Matt, thanks for joining us. Go Chiefs. We'll Take see care, you soon. Guys. Right. Take care, Matt. All right. We're going to get some other guys from the Arrowhead Attic crew in here. First, I've got to let you know about Caesar Sportsbook. If you want to get in some action on these afternoon games, Sunday night football, Monday night, uh, we got a great deal for you. Bet 50, get 250 in bonus bets. And that ends tonight. So new users can sign up with our code ARROWGET and redeem $250 in bonus bets after placing your first $50 wager on any NFL game. Even if your first bet loses, you'll still receive a $50 bonus credit each week over the next five weeks. Make sure to enter our code ARROWGET while signing up to get to have a bet on Caesars every week for the next five weeks. That's code ARROWGET. Remember, this offer ends tonight, so make sure to take full advantage of it while it's still valid. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. All right, let's get the rest of the crew in here. Sterling Holmes, Joe Summers, what's up, fellas? Y'all went red today. I went with the I went with the vintage old school. Who we got? Who we wearing? Joe, who you got on there? Oh, my man Kelsey had to welcome him back with loving yeah. arms. Got the touchdown. Yeah, Super Bowl patch, Super Bowl oh, patch, and Sterling Holmes. Who you rocking today? Is that your Creed Humphrey jersey? Uh, that's Nick Bolton, baby. This is, this is a Bolton, rookie baby. edition Nick Bolton jersey. I have to give a I'm shout right. out to the linebackers and also a little shout out to M-I-Z uh, for yesterday's 
game, a little combo there. The thicker kicker, is that what they call him? It's the thicker kicker, baby. Can't make a 20-yard, but can make a 61-yarder. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like Harrison Butker sometimes, which, by the way, the Chiefs had an opportunity for a 55-yard field goal and punted, which I didn't like that, especially the way they were struggling on offense. But then Tommy Townsend comes out and is like, remember, I'm a Pro Bowl punter drops it on the two-yard line. So good special teams coverage from the Chiefs. All right, fellas, Sterling, we didn't get to hear from you. This is the first time we're seeing you today. I know you were down in Power and Light, right? Correct, yeah. I was uh, doing a little emceeing down at Power and Light. It was a lot of fun down there, hyping the crowd up. Although I will say, at least for the first half, not much to get hyped about. It was not a great game. Uh, It was ugly. It was sad. Jawan Taylor, uh, he's had better games. Jawan Taylor has had better games, but I've had better games than Jawan Taylor <laughs> had. The Chiefs today. came out with a victory. And at the end of the day, that is what you want. You know, we always talk and joke about remember the Chiefs barely beat the Texans, the Chiefs barely beat the Broncos, or the season they won the Super Bowl, they barely beat the Giants. You don't look back at the games you barely won and say, remember when they almost lost that game? Well, take the Super Bowl trophy away. No, what matters is they found a way to win. It was ugly, not ideal. And and I got Matt Vergram's comments uh, right before we left, his thoughts of basically saying, the offense is the problem right now. The Chiefs don't have a problem because the way the defense has played currently has been outstanding. If the Chiefs' defense plays like this, if Steve Spagnuolo can, uh, consistently draws up game plans like this, the rest of the NFL needs to watch out. Uh, for the most part, with the Chiefs' offensive line, I actually think they did a good job outside of the penalties, which I know is kind of a oxymoron. But Mahomes, for a lot of this game, had time to throw the rock. He had time. What it came down to was the wide receivers were not getting open. And I wonder if there's some doubt getting into Mahomes' mind of, man, I don't know if I want to throw the rock into a tight spot. Are they going to come down with the ball? Are they going to knock the ball up for an interception? I think there's a little bit of doubt almost creeping into Mahomes' mind just with the way the receivers have been not getting open. Yeah, it was a little it was a struggle. They're working their way through it. Um, but like we said with Verderam there at the start, we think they're going to be okay. What about you, Joe? You know, you and I talked at, at pregame and halftime. How did you feel about the second half for the Chiefs in this one? Uh, extremely encouraged about the defense, first and foremost. To hold a Jaguars offense with those kind of playmakers to nine points is A+. plus. Uh, I completely agree with the comments earlier. One of the better defensive performances I can remember. So cannot – come away without that being the focus for me, especially when you need to take on a Bears offense that's been struggling next week. Offensively, I I agree with Sterling that the wide receivers looks like they were having a little bit of miscommunication with Mahomes. I think that as Kelsey gets back into game shape and uh, the knee doesn't bother him as much, I think it'll start to go away, and you saw that a little bit late. I was really impressed with Noah Gray. He had a really nice game, and I want to see more of his involvement moving forward. And shout-out Sky Moore for making some plays there late, especially after the way the last week went. We knew they were going to go back to Kadarius. I wasn't sure if they were going to target Sky. So I'd love to see him involved in the key situations there late. Sterling, I want to know what you think about Justin Watson. He's like a kind of a lightning rod for, for Chiefs fans. You know, people think he, he wasn't efficient last year. They don't know why they're keeping him around. He's not young. He's not flashy like Justin Ross, Rasheed Rice. Like he's not the shiny new toy. A lot of Chiefs fans didn't even want him on the team. But last week when he needed him, he made plays for Patrick Mahomes. This week when he needed him, Watson, three catches, 62 yards. That was second on the team and really was leading the team until Sky Moore Moore got that gift from Mahomes in the fourth quarter. Five targets, which was tied for the second most targets of anybody on the team. What, do you, what are your thoughts on this guy? Is he is he old reliable for Patrick Mahomes? Is he one of the guys that Patrick Mahomes trusts right now? Well, I said it going into this season, and I said it after week one, and I'll say it again. He is your floor guy. He's a guy that you know what you're going to get from him pretty much week in and week out. Is he the best wide receiver? Clearly not, right? Is he the most talented guy on the field? No, he's not. But he's consistent. You know what you are going to get, which is funny to say he is consistent because his stat lines week over week will be inconsistent. But I'm saying consistent as far as you know he's going to be in the right spot at the right time. Now, he might not be getting a ton of separation. You know, he's not Kadarius Tony with the, with the shiftiness, but he is fast. He can play all three different wide receiver spots. He, he's a valuable piece. You have to be this high to ride the roller coaster. You have to be better than Justin Watson to see the field. He's deserving these snaps. Justin Watson, I feel comfortable with when he's out there. Um, I, I've been impressed with what he has done, again, only two weeks, but he's probably been the most consistent wide receiver for Kansas City. Yeah, he's he's making plays at a time when not a lot of guys are making plays. And I really started, I'm starting to think of, of Justin Watson and 
MVS is one receiver. Like they're just ba- they're basically one receiver. You know what I mean? And like you should just add up their stats each week. And who said that going into this year? Who said that? And, who said? Uh, I think it was uh, Matt Connor. Who, who was said that going into this year that whenever MVS's <laughs> snap count goes up, Justin Watkins goes down, and vice versa? They they have a very similar yeah. role on this team. Uh, both obviously the deep ball threat. I think both are not great in jump ball situations, although obviously Justin Watson came down with a pretty big one in this game. But I think it's a very good astute observation, Patrick, is they will be interchanged and almost as nice because it keeps the other guy fresh. You're not having a guy out there for 60 plus snaps, just heaving, just 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 blowing a, a air. He, he, they've time to get to get rested on the sidelines. Uh, and they both do the, the little things well, which I think is also important. Blocking. Um, they're both very good team players. Yeah, although, I, just, I just wanted to say MVS, who I'm starting, who I started to call Marquez Valdez Demarcus Robinson, because he caught that ball for a first down and ran the wrong way. And then later, he tried to make another juke move over on the sideline. And I saw somebody tweet this and it gave me a chuckle. He's like, who told MVS he's elusive? Like, He's like out there trying to be Kadarius Tony. It's like, no, man, you're a catch the ball and fall down guy. Like, you know, don't don't be trying to run run around and make make extra run after the catch plays happen. Unless you're a, getting a deep shot, that's probably not going to happen. Joe, what did you have to say? Oh, uh, I, I actually said the exact same thing about the Demarcus and Marquez, but I was going to ask Sterling if Justin Watson is overtaking your love of Richie James after that tough punt drop. Tough day for Richie, Richie, man. That was not good. Uh, He obviously lost it in the sun, but no excuses, right? I mean, he he thought the ball was over here and it hit him on his other shoulder pad, the other side. It was difficult, but, you know, you got to make those plays, especially when that's your role on this team. He's not seen the field a ton as the actual wide receiver. You're on this team for special teams. Uh, Not a great day for Richie. Um, you know, hopefully he bounces back. I still have a lot of faith in him. I'm a little surprised we haven't seen him more considering he was so good at creating separation last year for the Giants. The Chiefs wide receivers have struggled in that aspect. I would kind of like to see Richie more as a wide receiver, but obviously the Chiefs know more than we do. Uh, tough to complain, even with an ugly game, they still came away with a victory. Yeah, you actually could see in the replay of that what happened, I think, which is the ball he had he knew where the ball was and he was he was set up for it but then the ball crossed in front of the sun you saw the shadow on his face and then it was just like and then the ball was right here he was just off a little bit and that i mean that's that's like look again no excuses nfl you're back there you got to figure it out put your hand up do, but like that's a, that was a tough high degree of difficulty it wasn't like he just muffed it i mean it was just he completely missed where the ball was um and we've seen this happen to major league baseball players too same type of thing can happen sometimes but yeah for richie james sterling who is i know going to be the best man in your wedding i did not know that we were going to have a game where donovan smith had more receptions than richie james <laughs> that is that is a tough from your preseason crush. I, I love the reaction of Donovan Smith too, where he clearly knew he, he's like, <laughs> he he's like, I know run. this is getting called back. I'm not going to try. There's no reason for me to try. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. nice to see. Yeah. Um, he had a pretty decent game, I think, Donovan Smith, besides the penalty, which, again, you're, you're going to get with Donovan. That's why I was saying coming into this year, you know, all the stats I was giving out for him, just PFF and in general, he's closer to the top 12 maybe a top 10 talent at left tackle, but the penalties will always be there ever since his rookie year. Uh, there's been a lot of penalties thrown his way. I think it was four seasons he's had with double digit penalties. Um, that's just kind of who he is when he gets beat. He's going to get a little grabby. It's part of his game again, but I, I think for the most part, he's been pretty solid at left tackle. Now I wanted to ask you guys, uh, we talked about it a lot at the top of the show. Do you think this chief's defense can keep this going? throughout the course of the rest of the year. I mean, this has been a very impressive two weeks from the Chiefs defense. I don't necessarily think that we're going to end the season allowing only 11 and a half points a game. But in terms of the, the blueprint for success of applying pressure up the middle, having Trent McDuffie locked down other team number one wide receivers, got Snead running around making plays, Spags is on a heater right now. Like In terms of those things, yeah, I do think that we can keep this up. And can we end the year allowing somewhere in the neighborhood of 17-ish points a game, rank up in the top five of the league. That'd be fantastic. And we start to create some turnovers. George Karloftis with one and a half sacks today. He was excellent. I was impressed again with Mike Dana. The defensive line looks good. Chris Jones, 
who needs training camp preseason? Apparently doesn't matter. Doesn't need it. Uh, I'm really encouraged about this defense and especially the schedule that we have coming up. I think that we're going to be sitting here in a month talking about this being a top three unit in the league, potentially. Sterling, what about you, man? I mean, if the Chiefs offense gets going and they're eating up even more time of possession and they're not <laughs> putting the defense in a bad spot, how high can this defense get in the rankings if they keep playing this way? I said before the season started, I think they can probably knock on the door of a top 10 defense. I said maybe not yards or points per game because with the Chiefs offense, you know, they can score quick. Maybe the possessions get a little wonky between them and teams like, let's say, the Jets, right? You, you play differently against the Jets than you do against Kansas City, clearly. But if you want to look at more like analytical underlying stats as far as like DVOA, I think the Chiefs could be a top 10 defense and they clearly look like that right now. Steve Spagnuolo, again, he is calling his best games outside of Super Bowls his entire career right now. I mean, he looks outstanding. These design blitzes. Derek Nottie looks like he's got some juice. Like, where, where does Derek Nottie come from? This looks like young Derek Nottie. Uh, Chris Jones, as you mentioned, I mean, he was just every one and a half sacks. But he also helped Carl uh, Loftus get that, that first sack of the game, just blew that up. He had a nice pass deflection as well. If I'm not mistaken, Derek Nottie did too. The Chiefs defense looks really, really good. Mike Dan has been consistent. And oh, by the way, Charles Amina, who's back after six weeks, four more weeks, add yep. in maybe the second most talented interior pass rusher on this defense, back into the rotation. My goodness, Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, the entire secondary looks solid. Um, linebacker core, they have four guys who I trust. Leo Chanel is getting more run. Uh, I mean, I mean again, I, I think you're looking at what might be when the season's over a top 10 defense. Yeah, you're seeing the game slow down for Leo Chanel now. He, he's he's sniffing stuff out. He's making the right reads. That should be really exciting because the other guys are really good too. And this next this next game against the Bears, guys, Baker Mayfield passed for 317 yards. He was 26 of 34 against his Bears defense. The, like all due respect to Baker Mayfield, these guys ain't good. And so it's it's the perfect opportunity for the Chiefs to get right. All right, let's hand out some hardware. It's time for earning their arrowheads. You can pick one, you can pick two, you can pick three. I don't give a shit. But like Sterling, we'll start with you. Who, which players for the Chiefs earned their arrowheads for you today? Oh man, that's a really, really good one. Is Chris Jones too obvious? Do, do, do I have to switch it up? I, I, I'm going to give it to Chris Jones, man, because he knew there was going to be a lot of pressure on him, no matter how much he played in this game. He was going to have to do something special because all the fans who were complaining about him holding out and sitting out and missing the game, sitting in the stands week one, if he didn't have a big game, if he had zero sacks, you, you think that, that those Twitter mentions were going to be dry? No, he knew he had to show up. If you're going to hold out and demand this money, if you're going to do all this stuff, you better show up. He showed up. Uh, the defense was great last week. The defense was dominant this week. I think a lot of that comes from Chris Jones being an absolute wrecking ball in the middle of the defense. Um, I just can't get over how good this defense looked, man. They were put in bad positions multiple times. They held the Jaguars to a field goal after the Richie James fumble. Um, I am extremely impressed. And so I got to give my guy, Chris Jones, an arrowhead for all the offseason talk for missing a game. He, he gets my arrowhead. Yeah, he could have shown up and been rusty or apathetic with his play. He was not. He got right out there and made a difference. What about you, Joe? Who gets an arrowhead from you? I completely agree with the sentiment about the defense, but I'm going to give mine to Sky Moore to bounce back after a brutal game last week and even in the middle of this game to that one third down pass that went right over his fingertips that Pat just threw a little bit too high to then get the touchdown on a nice route to help seal it at the very end. I thought that was Pressing for him, and now he gets to go home and feel good and happy about his performance. He's got the touchdown, 70 yards on the day, and uh, I think that bodes well moving forward. Get him that confidence built back up after a poor week last week. I love it. I was going to give one to Sky. You stole him from me. Look, man, same thing, right? Ball hit him in the hands at the end of last week. Could have made a huge play. Couldn't bring it in. Not like it was an easy catch, but he didn't He didn't get the job done. This week, he got the job done, helped the Chiefs to get a victory. Uh, I'm going to give one to Isaiah Pacheco. He's He is very good. And he needs, he's one of these running backs, like he ha he has the explosive ability to make these big plays. And the Chiefs and Andy Reid need to give him the opportunity to get some reps so that those plays can happen. Chiefs offense was struggling. They needed something. He gave it to him. So uh, big arrowhead goes to Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I'm going to give another one to Justin Watson. Um, glue guy. Needed him. Needed him. Showed up. 
he gets it. And then George Karloftis, I thought he was just terrific today. Um, really feasted with having Chris Jones back. And it just makes you really, really excited for the future of this defense. And just as a group, the Chiefs secondary, tremendous job. Tremendous job taking care of Calvin Ridley, pretty much taking him out of the game, totally taking Zay Jones out of the game. You have to give up something somewhere. Uh, so nice game there for Christian Kirk, but just a terrific all-around job by that secondary. And uh, hell, I'll kick one to Steve Spagnuolo as well. I was going to say that too. He deserves it. Yeah. One thing, can we call Justin Watson Elmers? Because he's the glue. He, he, he's the glue. glue. Uh, Justin Watson is now okay. called Elmers going forward on this show. Uh, right. And two, shout out to the end zones for, uh, for being uh, not nine yards. Or not being 11 yards. Yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shout out for being a, a yard shorter than the, than the Jaguars needed on multiple occasions. Yeah. Those are tough. Those are tough plays to make. And shout out to the Chiefs DBs for pushing those guys. They, they were doing it all game. They were pushing them towards the sideline, pushing them towards the uh, toward the, the back of the end zone. And also how that wasn't a offensive pass interference call oh. on Evan Ingram. I mean, my God. Just atrocious. Just tackled the man. And the rest are just like, oh, well, yeah, you know. So that that was infuriating for me. Are you talking about the one on Brian Cook? Yes. Yeah, where Cook got hurt. That was that was horrendous, man. That 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 is dangerous. Yeah. It's uncalled for. Quite frankly, it makes no sense. Somehow, you know, if a defensive player did that, he's getting probably tossed out of the game. Yet an offensive guy does it and there's not even a penalty. I mean, that's just quite frankly absurd. Tackling a guy from behind around the neck. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, j- look, you know, not 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 the feel-good game of the year, this one. Not the feel-good game of the year. That'll, I think, come next week when they play the Chicago Bears. But a much-needed victory against a high-quality opponent that could be fighting for the number one seed when all this dust settles here. Uh, the Chargers lost again. They're 0-2. They're charging. The Raiders lost that's probably it for them in first place. Uh, they're gonna they're a little bit able to hang around uh, for for the rest of the week, uh, depending on what happens with the other teams. But tremendous job, tremendous job by the Chiefs. I'm really excited about the future of the season after seeing the way that defense plays. Just got a couple things to figure out on offense. Any parting words from you from you boys before we get out of here and get to these afternoon games? Now is the time to bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. If you haven't already placed a bet on the Chiefs, our schedule is. Looking pretty, pretty nice. We've got the Bears, Jets, Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, Broncos. Here in about a month, we're going to be looking at a team that we feel like has one of the best defenses and best offenses in the league. Today was only the beginning. Massive, massive win. And happy birthday to Patrick. We appreciate your what – what a great game. I'm, I'm fired up. This is a, a hell of a win for us. And Mahomes, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, luckily, for, luckily for us – uh, I'm 40, and Patrick Mahomes just turned 28, so that's that's good news. Sterling, any parting yeah, words from you? I mean, the team obviously has not clicked offensively at all, but if you want, a, again, a, a reason to be optimistic, we went into this year expecting the Chiefs to have the number one offense in the NFL, right? We we, we all expected that. They've not come close to where their ceiling is. They're, they, they're, they're at 30% right now offensively. They're, they're not looking very good. But as Verderam said, that shouldn't worry you. The defense was the worrying aspect. The Chiefs will figure it out. They have a long enough sample size to say, all right, let's give Andy, Mahomes, this entire team the benefit of the doubt offensively. They're going to figure it out, man. I'm with all you guys. Being one-on-one at this point, scoring 38 points total, right, and giving up how many points is that now? They gave up 30? I'm bad at math, man. Yeah. Uh, No, the the Chiefs' defense is actually only giving up – they're averaging 11 and a half points, 22 points. And, and, and Verderin pointed this out, which was smart. Three of those points were that muffed, were directly the due punt. to that muffed uh, punt. Yeah. Your boy hey, Jane. hey, hey, come on now. Yeah, I don't, I don't need these <laughs> shots from, from Patrick. Patrick Allen over here, not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Patrick Allen, don't need these shots from you, pal. Yeah. yeah but yeah, we're, we're, we're living in the glory days, man. This is awesome. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say a special thank you to the Kansas City Chiefs because I made a pact with myself before the game. My wife is out tonight. She's working. She's going to be late. I'm just going to hang out this evening and watch football. And I said, if the Chiefs win, I will allow myself to order some wings and have a beer here on Sunday night. And if if they lose, I won't because I can be fat and happy, but I don't want to be fat and sad. Right. Um, So thank you to the Kansas City Chiefs for hooking me up with some wings. Just like Andy's probably going out for a cheeseburger right now. First win of the year and hopefully the first of many. Hey, 
If you want to support the show, there's a few things you can do. You can hit that like button, get more more fans over here. If this is the first time you watched us, hit that subscribe button. We're going to have tons of great content for you all season long. We got a Tuesday show. We got a Wednesday show. We got a Thursday show. We got a Friday show. We have a pregame show, a halftime show, a postgame show. Sometimes we jump on the air when things happen, like the Chiefs signed Chris Jones. So you want to make sure you're subscribed to the Arrowhead Addict YouTube channel. You want to make sure you're reading arrowheadaddict.com, where our guy Matt Connor is hard at work breaking down everything that happened, getting you the coaches' quotes, all that stuff. Arrowheadaddict.com for all your Chiefs' needs. And of course, if you want to become a member of the Arrowhead Addict family, we were chopping it up in our private members-only Discord throughout the entire game. That's going to go on for the whole rest of the evening as we all hang out and watch football together, talk Chiefs, talk ball, talk fantasy, talk beer. I don't know if I'm winning my fantasy matchup against the members, but if you want to become a part of the Chiefs community that we're building, there's lots of ways to support us. There's a newsletter, all kinds of great stuff. Check out the link in the description. Of course, if you want to get a little action, check out the deal from Caesars. Tonight's the night. You only have until tonight. It's going across the bottom of the screen. Bet responsibly, all that. All right, thank you so much to everybody for joining us for this great day of Chiefs football. For producer Richard, for Matt Verham over at Sports Illustrated, from Joe Summers, for Matt Connor, for Sterling Holmes. My name is Patrick Allen. Shout out to the Chiefs. Great victory. We'll see you next week. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.